0: Sudden cardiac arrest, responsible for up to 50% of cardiac deaths in high-income countries, is notoriously challenging to predict, especially in patients without a history of cardiovascular disease. A recent study presented at the annual meeting of the European Association for the Study of Diabetes revealed significant findings about the risk factors of sudden cardiac arrest in people with type 2 diabetes. The research led by Amsterdam University Medical Centers analyzed almost 4,000 type 2 diabetics and found that certain commonly prescribed antibiotic, antipsychotic, and prokinetic drugs, which are known to alter the heart's electrical function, increase the risk of sudden cardiac arrest, or SCA. These drugs can induce QT prolongation, a change in the heart's electrical activity. Notably, medications such as the prokinetic domperidone, macrolide, and fluoroquinolone antibiotics and the antipsychotic haloperidol fall into this category. When the QT interval is longer than normal, it increases the risk for torsade de pointe, a life-threatening form of ventricular tachycardia. Clinical characteristics linked with a higher risk of sudden cardiac arrest in diabetics with and without known cardiovascular disease include a history of arrhythmias, smoking history, insulin use, and QT prolonging prokinetic medication. For diabetics with known CVD, factors such as albuminuria, heart failure, and QT prolonging prokinetic medication were associated with increased SCA risk. Meanwhile, for type 2 diabetics without known cardiovascular disease, risks include low fasting glucose, severe hypertension, the use of QT prolonging medications, and dyslipidemias, including low HDL and high LDL. According to the authors, general practitioners should already be aware that classic cardiovascular risk factors, such as high blood pressure, raise the risk of sudden cardiac arrest in diabetics. But the link with low fasting glucose and antibiotic, antipsychotic, and prokinetic medication is less well known. It's important for GPs to be aware of the hazards of too strict glycemic control and the prescription of these commonly used medications. A new study has discovered a significant link between a new diagnosis of atrial fibrillation and a 45% increased risk of mild cognitive impairment, or MCI, which can sometimes lead to the early stages of dementia. Besides the increased MCI risk following an atrial fib diagnosis, other MCI risk factors included older age, female gender, clinical depression history, stroke, and socioeconomic deprivation. For people over age 74, AFib and MCI were frequently diagnosed when multiple other medical conditions were present, such as diabetes, hypercholesterolemia, and peripheral artery disease. Interestingly, treatment with digoxin did not increase MCI risk in AFib patients, and a higher risk of MCI was seen in people not on oral anticoagulant and amiodarone treatment. The progression from MCI to dementia seemed to be at least partially influenced by cardiovascular risk factors and other medical conditions including smoking, asthma, and chronic kidney disease. These findings suggest the potential benefits of integrated AFib care, like combining anticoagulation and comorbidity management, in order to lessen the risks of cognitive decline and progression to dementia. This study was published in Jack Advances. A recent retrospective cohort study was conducted in 13 Ontario hospitals from January 2015 through December 2021 to determine the potential risk associated with the combined use of the antibiotic ceftriaxone and the proton pump inhibitor lansoprazole in adult medical inpatients. Prior studies indicated that the combination of these drugs could prolong the corrected QT interval on an electrocardiogram, a change which might increase the risk of ventricular arrhythmias. This new study aimed to see if the combination could lead to significant clinical outcomes. The study analyzed data from over 31,000 patients treated with ceftriaxone. Of these, 3,747 received lansoprazole, and the rest were administered another proton pump inhibitor, or PPI. The study aimed to determine if lansoprazole, in conjunction with ceftriaxone, heightened the risk of ventricular arrhythmia, cardiac arrest, or in-hospital mortality. Results show that in the lansoprazole group, 3.4 percent experienced ventricular arrhythmia or cardiac arrest, compared to only 1.2 percent in the other PPI group. Furthermore, the in-hospital mortality was significantly higher in the lansoprazole group at 19.9 percent compared to 10.1 percent in the other PPI group. After adjustments, the relative risk increase was found to be 1.7% for ventricular arrhythmia or cardiac arrest, and 7.4% for in-hospital mortality with the lansoprazole-ceftriaxone combination. The findings suggest that avoiding the combination of ceftriaxone and lansoprazole may decrease the risk of ventricular arrhythmia, cardiac arrest, and mortality. Further research is required to verify if these findings apply to other demographics and settings, but in the meantime, these researchers suggest that when prescribing ceftriaxone for patients receiving lansoprazole, the need for the PPI should be examined, and if indicated, substitution with another PPI may be safer. This study was published in JAMA Network Open. For Mediblurb, I'm Dr. Jim DeWire.